Let's go, South Beast. Beast mode. Keeping it simple with Christina Burnett and Andrew Stamper. So before we get started, let's take a moment for our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by the retail marketing team. In case you missed it, Tempur-Pedic was ranked number one in customer satisfaction amongst mattress brands in the JD Power 2022 report. The award marks the fourth consecutive year that Tempur-Pedic has achieved this distinction in the retail mattress category, and the brand has been recognized in this category for five of the previous six years. Also, this is the second consecutive year in the online mattress category. But wait, there's more. Not only were we ranked number one in customer satisfaction, we also scored the highest in durability and comfort. Now, none of this could have been achieved without all of you and all your valued retail partners making a difference and being dedicated to our brand. So go out there and thank your retail partners for all the hard work and support that they shared with their customers. For those of you that are account managers, the retail marketing team has loaded the assets on the toolbox. You also can go on Snooze for the advertising and style guidelines. Now go out there and keep making good things happen. You guys are all rock stars. Christina, I'm inspired. That that was that was that was one heck of a read of that copy right there. I I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 thrilled. I love it. I love it. And the best part of it about this is the whole advertising says drop the mic. And I was like, I have to say it. Drop the mic, guys. We did it. Well, I love it. And um before we get started. It's been it's been a little while since we we've had an opportunity to talk on the podcast. How are you? I am good. I'm really good. Whew. It was a it was a busy week before uh, Thanksgiving. We had Haverty's rollouts, Ashley's rollouts, as you did as well, and um, Mattress Firm had Bender Days. So it was a big uh, big week leading up to Thanksgiving holiday, which was you know it was fun. I had a great holiday. How about you? Did you have fun with your family? I did. I did. We had we had a couple fires we had to put out, uh, both figurative and literal. But um, you know, maybe we'll talk about that uh, off off air. I I have a bit of a a guest bathroom painting project that that I have to do. But um, yeah, yeah, true story. But anyway, let's let's have some fun. The the listeners really want to hear from our guests. Do you want to introduce her? Like, do you want me to introduce her? How do you want, how do you want to do this? I'm I'm kind of nervous. Well, I mean, it's probably one of our mo- not that all of our our beast modes or beast of the weeks aren't exciting, but this one is extremely exciting for us. And it's an honor to have this number nine beast cast. I think you should introduce her. All right. Well, she needs no, you know, further introduction. We've got our VP of South division. We've got Stephanie Norton. Stephanie, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you guys? What an introduction. Oh man, we love it that you're here. You're making our week. Woo-hoo. This is, this is big deal. We're excited. First time beast. I love it. Obviously, we've got a, a, a ton of questions we'd like to ask you, but for the sake of time, we're gonna keep it to 
less than 50 over the next three hours. But while while we've got you, uh, let's let, let's have some fun. Obviously, this we're coming off of our national sales conference, which was a huge event, and there was a lot that we got out of it. But let's I mean, we're also kind of the holiday season. So I want to talk a little work, but I also want to talk a little fun, right? I mean, sure. you've been with the company and we're going to find out a little bit more about you, but a lot of the people on the team, they they have a wonderful, like rich relationship with you and they've known you for quite some time, but there's so many new people here on our team, myself included, Christina, who have only been with the company for just a few years. And this is a great opportunity for us to get to know you. So we're going to talk a little business, but we're going to talk a little bit of fun if that works for you. Awesome. I love it. Well, since we just did have Thanksgiving, how was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I was at the beach uh, with my family. Um, it was my mom's birthday, so we took her to the beach and celebrated with her there. And um, we had crab legs instead of turkey, so I won't ever complain about that. Uh, which, which beach did you go to? We went to Gulf Shores. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. It was nice. It was it was a really nice time. And you guys were you guys were at home, enjoying time with family, painting yeah. bathrooms, yeah, setting it, things on fire. Well, you know, I don't want to throw my wife under the bus, um, so I'm not going to. But my my wife loves a good candle, and uh, we we ha we just happened to have a kind of like a little fake plant in the bathroom that kind of went up in flames. It just got some ash on the walls, no big deal. So, in between assembling toys and wrapping Christmas presents, I'll be uh, painting a wall. You know, so no big deal, no big deal. But the food was fine. You need to get her a Pura device for Christmas. It's an oil diffuser that plugs into the wall and then she won't have to light those candles. Yeah, no, those those are great. And we've got four in our house. I'm, I'm, my wife loves scents. I'm not I'm not even like this is not even hyperbole. You know, every every day I come home and it's it's a wonderful uh, floral arrangement of, of the senses everywhere you go in the house. But maybe maybe we need another. I don't know. I don't know. But uh um, but thank you. <laughs> the content that the listeners definitely want to hear. Um, sure. But I guess maybe that's maybe a natural segue. Um, obviously, you know, we we introduced you and we we know obviously who you are from like from your title. But if you wouldn't mind, maybe take a couple of moments to maybe a brief rundown of your career journey to how did you get into the mattress industry into where we are today? Yeah, I'm happy to. Um, so I'm I'm originally from Iowa. I currently live in Georgia for those that don't know that. Um, I've been in sales really since I graduated from college. Um, I will not tell you what year that was. Um, <laughs> you can figure that out. Um, but I did start in um, sales for uh, Levelor. Um, I guess that would be 21 years ago. Um, I started as a sales rep um, in the Midwest. Levelor is a window treatment company, for those of you who are unaware. I was with them for 10 years, and I was in various, I would say, leadership um, sales positions um, over the course of my 10 years. Um, and then how I transitioned to the mattress business um, was I got a call from a recruiter, and I, I was not looking. A friend of mine said, this job is perfect for you. You should talk to him. So I uh, entertained the conversation 
conversation. It felt like a, a good opportunity for me. Um, it felt like a great fit. So I came over to Sealy as a regional sales director for the Southeast, um, which is the region you guys are in. So um, I came over in 2012 as a, as I mentioned, RSD for the Southeast. And then I moved in 2016 to the Mid-Atlantic South as a regional sales director. And then in 2018 was promoted to VP of the South Division. So that's a, it's a quick rundown, I guess. When you were like the RSD, I understood that, you know, I, I mean, meetings are part of our, of our, of our business, but you had, I don't want to call it a catchphrase, but kind of like a notorious like phrase that you would say when about re regarding our job here. Do you, do you recall what it is that you used to say? Maybe even still say it now. Um, I'll, for the sake of time, it was, um, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be here. Oh, okay. I've got that. I was going to mention that a little bit later. Yeah. Cause I think, I think that's what a uh, culture is all about. Right. So I think, um, you know, having, if you're not having fun, go do something different. Um, and I, you know, I say that to people all the time. I think, um, you know, that's important. Yeah, we should absolutely. all have a little fun in our day. You spend too much time at work to not have fun. Right. Right. So that kind of gets me into the whole idea of like a driving force. I mean, you've, you, you, you've started and worked your way up to the top. So from a motivational aspect, what is it that, that drives you, you know, uh, obviously having fun is important, but what is that, that, that personal drive within you that, that helps you wake up each day and, and go to work and be excited about what you do? Yeah. I love this question. Um, I don't know if you if you do Peloton at all, but I just finished the Ashton Kutcher series, Our Future Selves on Peloton. Oh, so he does the tread. I don't know if you're look into it. It's really, really cool. Um, but he has uh, celebrity guests on, doctors, uh, psychologists, artists, that kind of thing. And he asks them their why. So I've over the last couple of months have thought a lot about this, like just what is your why, what drives you, what gets you out of bed every day. And I think, a, you know, the simplest answer is just providing for myself and my family. I suppose there's a little, for me, there's a little fear of failure. There's a fear, probably a healthy fear because I've done it enough, but um, a fear of disappointment, um, disappointing, you know, my family, disappointing uh, my team, disappointing my boss at any given point. Um, so I would say those are maybe the surface level reasons why, but then when you get into it, I mean, uh, you know, this might surprise you to, to hear, I, I don't get out of bed every day to sell mattresses. Um, I didn't get out of bed every day to sell blinds. You know, I think those that have worked directly for me would tell you that I'm tough. I'm very fair, but I'm tough. I push people out of their comfort zone and, um, you know, I'll pour as much into you um, as you pour into yourself. And so I think, you know, the reason that I get out of bed every day is to make people better. I get the most pleasure out of seeing the people on my team succeed and win whatever that means to them. And that means something a little bit different to everybody. Um, and so I think, you know, I don't get out of bed to make people's lives difficult, but I will push you. Um, I provide a lot of feedback, um, a lot of coaching, um, but I want people to develop. I want them to thrive and I want them to reach their success and their career goals. So I, I think that is probably the deeper why for me. Mm -hmm. 
So kind of leaning into that 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 deeper why and and that the whole idea of driving and the the having fun um what and I mean this is all kind of like tied into like really really rich culture. So what to you builds that 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 great culture? Well, culture starts with leadership. I mean there's there's no doubt about it. Um it starts at the top and and you have to think about it. You know, we think about it every single day. Um we talk about it every staff call, every leadership meeting. And it's just, it's so, it's paramount. It's the most important thing is making sure that we have a great culture. Um, but I think development is is so critical to that as well. So I think if you're not learning and you're not developing, um, and you have, you have some that are resistant against that, but if you're not learning and developing, um, you're probably not having fun, you're probably not achieving all of your goals, um, and so I think that also drives culture. Um, and then last, I would say teamwork, team spirit, um, which I, I'm really proud of uh, the South Division um, for just the team environment that we have. Um, but I think being a part of a team that's cohesive, uh, supportive, encouraging of one another um, is so imperative. And then I mentioned it earlier, having fun. I mean, what you guys are doing right here is awesome. Um, I've listened to your podcast and it's so much fun. Um, and I think just a different way to engage the team um, and to get everybody participating. So I think, you know, all of those things kind of come together for, for building culture, for sure. Yeah. Uh, something you said made me think of this quote. It's kind of kind of related, maybe not entirely, but I don't know if it's Robert Browning, but somebody said this quote, every adult needs a child to teach. It's the way that adults learn. And it makes me think of leadership, obviously, is kind of like the parents. They're the ones that are in charge, right? But leadership, the, some of the best ways they learn is by listening to their employees, right? So yeah. I'm just kind of curious how... how how are some of the ways that, that that you listen to your employees? Are there people that you go to, you know, like, how do you, how does that information get filtered that, that you feel is beneficial and constructive to the team for further growth for us? Yeah. So I think, I think there are several ways that you listen to the team, right? So I think um, the numbers never lie. So certainly that's one way, um, but I appreciate and love surrounding myself with individuals who are thought leaders, um, who are unafraid to tell it like it is, tell me what I need to hear, not what I wanna hear. Um, there's probably nothing more frustrating for me um, than someone telling me what they think I want to hear. Um, I, I, want, I need to hear the truth. And um, whether that's good, bad, or, or ugly, that's important for us as leaders to be open to hearing and actively listening to. So I think, you know, as long as you're part of the solution and not the problem, my door is always open. I try to actively listen um, and hear kind of what's going on out there. And I pride myself on, you know, trying to stay really close to it. Um, because it is so important to me. Again, you're you're just saying a bunch of things that make it just like causing me to just want to go in so many different tangents. But you've you've been in the organization, you've and you've obviously been in the industry for quite some time. I mean, there's been peaks and valleys, there's been good days, bad moments. And I want to talk about like great accomplishments or proudest accomplishments, but I want actually, I'm kind of interested in some of the 
maybe the bad things and how you how you grew as as a person as a professional from hard days within the industry or hard periods whether that was the the mattress firm divorce of what was it 2017 or or the pandemic or maybe hard conversations with leadership and i'm i'm just kind of curious to know you know like on those tough those those tough days or those tough periods what are some things that you have taken from it to be even a a more pardon my french more of a badass leader that you are today yeah so i think um what I, I think what i would say there's probably not one event that stands out to me there's plenty and you just mentioned several of them right the mattress firm divorce the pandemic um in my career i can't even count i probably should go back and count but i can't even count the number of acquisitions and mergers um, that have happened uh, with Levelor and then, you know, Tempur-Pedic acquiring Sealy. So there's been, you know, layoffs over the course of my career and, and um, you know, furloughs and things like that. So I think, um, you know, there's not, I, I don't think there's one event that stands out, but I would say just the, the way that you handle adversity is so important. Um, and I think whether it be personal or professional, I've always tried to stay really positive. Um, I don't spend time looking in the rearview mirror. Um, I don't spin in it. And, I, you know, I use that word because I think I think there are people out there who spin um, in in sort of adversity and drama and they perpetuate it through whether that be gossip or whatever it is, black helicopters, you'll hear us say that, like, if you're always looking for the black helicopter, you're gonna find it. Um, and so I think it, you know, it's important, um, you know, don't look in the rear view mirror, um, keep looking forward. I don't have a lot of regrets and I, I move through the adversity. Um, I, I compartmentalize very, very well. So I, I can separate, um, personal and professional um, very, very easily. I always try to manage through the rough patches with integrity, hard work. Um, and I just, like I said, I just move through it um, and try to stay really positive. I think you always will end up in a better place. Um, and the people out there uh, that are, you know, talented, hardworking, uh, great individuals are going to land on their feet. So um, I think it's just it's important to just keep your head on straight and and move through any diversity you've got, whether it be personal or professional. And you're going to have both in your career. So, um, you know, to have a career without uh, adversity of any kind um, just doesn't exist. So. You've got to you've got to handle it well and move through it. Wonderful. Now, on the on the flip side and the the I mean, you know, and thank you very much for that, that that response. But let's talk. Let's let's talk happiness. Let's talk maybe crowning achievement or proudest moment. Uh, is there anything? Obviously, we we went through a, a litany of of, you know, uh, pratfalls and, you know, and unfortunate circumstances in the past. But do you have any? Any prize uh, memories that you think about that 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 you cherish? Um, I would say uh, on the personal front, you know, I have to say uh, my son is my biggest accomplishment. Right. Um, I mean, that would it, that would be, be bad if I didn't. Um, I, you know, I'm just an, I'm incredibly proud of the person he's become. Hopefully I had a little bit to do with that. Um, and so on the personal front, I would say that that is my biggest accomplishment or the thing I'm most proud of. 
And then what, you know, I think what we just had talked about, there's not really one professional accomplishment for me um, that really stands out. There's a lot of them that stand out, but I think it's just how I've handled um, in my life, whether it be professional or personal. Um, I'm really proud of that because I think, um, I think it's, it's made me who I am today. And you bring up you bring up your your child. I'm instantly going to stop because of the fact that you know I've got a four year old and she's my entire world. And uh, you know, obviously, you're you're a parent. Christy and I have, I've, and I have talked about this on on the podcast. But um, what what advice do you have for? I mean, you you've got a son, but what type of advice do you have for me? Where I mean, she's going to be going into she's in pre K. She's going to be going to big girl like elementary school, and I'm just kind of curious what type of uh, advice do you have for for me to to handle the inevitability that my daughter is getting older and becoming um, just an absolute powerhouse in her own way? How like parental advice I'm, I'm asking for? I would just say, enjoy it. Um, and I would say, instead of trying, it, it's a little story brand, right? Um, you know, be their guide, um, but don't, don't try to force them down a certain path. Let them, let them figure it out. They're, they're their own human beings. They're their own individuals. They're not like us. Right. And so, um, I think, just be giving them guide rails um, to get them on the right path, um, being supportive, enjoying every moment. You know, my son is 25 years old and now lives in a different country. So, um, you know, you, you, I'm so proud of him, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough. And then I would say they all figure it out. They're going to go through their own rough patches. Um, my son went through his and he, you know, they figure it out. They get they get on the rails and and they figure it out. What what country is he living in? He's living in uh, Medellin, Colombia. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. not just a different country, a different hemisphere. Uh, yeah, yeah. My my niece uh, informed me last week it was a different continent. <laughs> yeah, different continent. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just what with the the final few minutes that we've got you on, uh, just want to kind of you know just get to know you a little bit. So. How does Stephanie kick it? Like what, what, how does Stephanie have fun when she's, when she's obviously, you know, going to the beach, but uh, you know, maybe going into the lake, what is it that you like to do? Yeah. So I would say on the weekends um, in the summer, certainly we spend a lot of time on the lake. We live uh, on the lake and we enjoy boating and jet skis and just having friends over, uh, you know, to enjoy the water with us. Um, I play golf. Um, not always well, but I do play. Um, I heard you play incredibly well. Well, that's that's a lie. Whoever told you that? Like so everybody no. in Florida. <laughs> I make them play with me. It's called forced <laughs> fun. It's forced fun, and I make them play with me. Um, no, I do play golf, um, and I would say that's it. I mean, you know, spend time with friends and family when I can. Um, most of them are back in the Midwest, so I I enjoy uh, moments when I get to see them. And Christina had a question that was, if we were to speak to your closest friends, what would they tell us about you? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I should ask them what they would say so that I know <laughs> the answer to it. But I think what they would tell you is um, I'm incredibly loyal. Um, they probably would say I'm pretty fierce. 
Um, and I think they would tell you that I'm the life of the party. There's usually uh, not a dull moment when I'm around um, and I'm usually the instigator of it, although I probably shouldn't admit that, but um, I think they would tell you I'm the life of the party probably. Two more questions. All right. And this okay. one actually might be the most important. So yeah, I think it very well may. You live in Georgia. Yes. So what do you think? Do you think the dogs go back to back? Well, <laughs> as Stephanie stands up, she's wearing a UGA sweatshirt. Yes. Um, we are season ticket holders. Um, my husband is going to be thrilled that I'm mentioning the dogs on the podcast here. He asked me if I had planned to. We are certainly hoping that we get to make a trip out to California um, in January. So um, we'll see. We've got got a few a few good games left. Hopefully we can pull it out. But they look good this year. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, yeah. And here's kind of like a little soundbite question for you. What do you think is the most important quality to be successful? Oh, um, I would say for me, I think it's it's integrity, always doing the right thing. Um, you know, I think that usually comes to the surface pretty clearly what the right thing is. Um, it's not always the most popular thing, but um, I think integrity, doing the right thing. And then I would just say hard work. I, you know, there's no way around that. You see people that try to go uh, to skirt the system. Um, there's just no way around working hard. And I would, I would say those three things probably for me, you know, say success or make a person successful. Absolutely. Stephanie, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's all I had. Christina, did you have any, anything that you wanted to close out before we, we, uh, we let Stephanie uh, go about the rest of her day? Well, um, no, I mean, this was a really inspirational uh, podcast. I, I can't even say enough about it. I've learned a lot of great things about you, Stephanie, but also I love your guidance. Um, one with, you know, parenting, obviously, is huge because I have a son as well. But also um, being the guide for us to be successful. I mean, you have so many catchphrases and so many important, like, you know, bullets that, you know, when we all listen to this, it's, it's going to motivate us all. And, and that's all we ask for. So amazing. Thank you. I'm just like beaming right now. With well, thank you guys for having me. I was really honored to be a part of this and it's my first podcast. Hopefully I didn't screw it up. No, no. We <laughs> have edits for that. Christine, I just thought of one final thing. Um, Obviously, you know, like we, we're talking about catchphrases and, and battle cries. I mean, shoot, we just had the NSC, yeah. you know, uh, 2023 is execute to win, right? I mean, in that wonderful conversation between Steve and Scott, you know, uh, Scott was pretty open that next year is going to be a, a, yet another challenge for us, right? So yeah. execute to win is going to be more important than ever, right? But I'm kind of curious, do you have any additional battle cries or how do you think other than executing, are we going to win in, in 2023? Yeah, I would say um, I don't necessarily have any um, additional battle cries. What I would say, and we talked a lot about this at our leadership meeting in October for the South Division, was, um, you know, controlling what you can control. And that seems really simple. 
But I think there's a lot in our world over the last three years that we have not been able to control, um, whether it be the economy, inflation, the pandemic, um, our operations, you know, within our own world, we don't control operations, we don't control manufacturing, raw materials, all of those things. So I think what I would really love to see us do in 2023 is to really buckle down and get good at what we can at what we can control you know good times don't last and neither do bad times and so um when we are clicking on all cylinders i would love to see this team um really running out of the gate so i think when you uh think about things like account management excellence um story brandings uh partnership plans things like that um, I would love to see us really excelling and developing there, controlling what we can control, and the other will come. We have to trust that execute to win is not just a sales strategy. It's not just a sales um, mantra. It is an entire organization mantra, and we will get there, and sales team needs to be ready to, uh, to run when we are there. Stephanie Norton, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. This has been such a pleasure. You are a rock star as always. Hi. And uh, guess what, guys? Yeah, thank you. Um, we have completed our BCAS number nine, and we are going to have a really, really even, you know, even more fun uh, person, hopefully in the near future. But look forward to BCAS number 10 coming at you live, keeping it simple. Let's go, South Beast. Beast mode.